Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. So Lamar officially wants out. Made it clear earlier today. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Presented by Progressive Insurance. We are also, also, also available on Sirius XM. Channel 80, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. Earlier today, Lamar Jackson tweeting out, in essence, a almost a goodbye to Baltimore and letting everybody know that he officially asked the Ravens for a trade back on March 2nd. Canty, that was five days before the... Ravens put the franchise tag on him, so they have known for nearly a month, at least officially, uh, that he wanted out. And now the question becomes, what did today really change? Did it put the Ravens in a worse position when it comes to trying to make a deal either to keep Lamar, which doesn't sound like it's going to happen, or to send him somewhere else and down uh, downgrade the value of what they would have gotten in return. I think it puts the Ravens in a position where they're going to be forced to deal Lamar because you heard it from Teddy Bruschi and you heard it from Jamison Hensley. This is an organization that when a player has requested a trade, they've usually acquiesced to what the player wants because when you look at the culture that they're trying to build in Baltimore, they want, they want volunteers, not hostages, in the words of Mike Tomlin. So I, just, I, I think it's a situation where – uh, because he's so integral in what they do and because he's been the identity of who this team is since he was drafted in 2018, it's going to be a shift for Baltimore, but I think they ultimately end up giving in to what he wants because that's the only way they can move their football team forward. Remember, Ramar Jackson is a principled individual, and when he says that he doesn't want to be somewhere, I have a hard time believing that there's a way to walk that back and allow Lamar to save face. Right now, the Ravens and Lamar are miles apart in terms of a long-term deal, and I can't imagine that Lamar is going to play on a one-year, $32.5 million proposition. So what does that mean? The Baltimore Ravens have a $32 million cap hold, and they don't have a starting quarterback. That's untenable for both parties, which is why I think a trade before the draft is the most likely way that this all goes down. Here's Marcus Spears earlier, ESPN NFL analyst on First Take about this topic. This is huge because Lamar Jackson now has publicly stated that he doesn't want to be a Baltimore Raven anymore. That is huge. Um, And the Colts and the Washington Commanders are two teams that should be involved. And I got to give my NFL Live crew, Mina Kimes, Dan Orlowski, some love. They brought up the Colts. I've always thought the Washington Commanders. There was other teams that I knew would be wishful thinking. The San Francisco 49ers with Lamar Jackson, I think, would be a Super Bowl favorite coming out of the NFC. You start talking about the Miami Dolphins, who just extended the fifth year for Tua. Obviously, they invested in Tua, but I thought that was a potential place. But that's wishful. But the Commanders and the Colts have got a good situation. We know Ursay. He'll make those irrational decisions, which I don't think this is very irrational to get a quarterback that could take you into the playoffs with the right things around him. And also you think about the Washington Commanders and what they've done 
and what they've invested in. I know they just paid De'Ron Payne. I know they got Josh Allen on the books. Terry McLaurin is paid as well, but they could figure out a way to finagle a contract. There are too many teams that should be in on this. And as far as this changing anything, I don't really know that it does. And mm. my, my issue there is simply everybody knew that Lamar was available. I don't feel like this immediately changes anything for the Ravens because they have a little bit of time, you would think, at least up until the draft uh, to make a decision. Maybe they decide to take it beyond that. I don't think that would be the best course of action. But for the Ravens, unless you're talking about making a deal with Indianapolis, Chris, and getting that fourth overall pick in a deal, you're not settling for less than two first-round picks anyway. So I don't know why this would change anything on that front. You may say to me that I don't have the leverage that I did before, but I know what I'm willing to accept when it comes to a former MVP, which is what makes this all the more maddening. You should have just paid him in the first place. Well, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with the latter point, but right. to the former, what I will say is that what's your alternative? If, if you're going to hold on to Lamar Jackson, a player that doesn't want to play for you and a player that is just bold enough to decide that he'll sit out as opposed to play for $32 million without financial guarantees beyond 2023, then where does that leave you as a franchise? You can't improve your football team because of the salary cap ramification, the constraints that the franchise tag puts on that. So even though you're holding on to Lamar because you're not getting what teams are willing to offer, you can't move your football team forward. The Baltimore Ravens would be in limbo for the upcoming season. They'd be non-competitive. So I I just don't know that you want to go down that road, which is probably why the organization has always taken the stance that if a player wants out, we're going to try to find a way to trade him and get what we think is proper value for him. So we'll we'll see how it all plays out. But I think this has to happen before the draft just because the Ravens don't have a, a, a player that they can view as a successor for Lamar Jackson, not with the ambition of this team continuing to try to stay close to the top in the AFC North. Okay, so does, in your mind, does this get done for less than two first-round picks? Well, I mean, if you're talking about the, the first-round pick that the Colts are offering up, if it's a top-10 first-round right. pick... Right, no, that one yes. aside, yeah. Yeah, yeah, unless it's a top-10 first-round pick this year, then yeah, I think it's multiple ones. You're probably talking about uh, two ones plus. And I don't know if that's a second-round pick, uh, a future second-round pick, a future third-round pick, or whatever... But, but that's probably what you're looking at in order to consummate a deal with the Baltimore Ravens because this is an MVP quarterback that's 26 years old. Right, I agree. My only thing here is that I don't know that that was any different yesterday than it is today. I don't think that it's really changed Well, I think the yesterday. difference is that there was hope that Lamar Jackson could go back to Baltimore. That, that's gone now. That hope is gone. That's gone. And that's the difference between yesterday and today. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. You have been patient on the phone, so let's get some of you in here. Rodney in Michigan, up next on ESPN Radio. Rodney, where do you want to see Lamar Jackson? I want to see him with the Lions, and and for the reasons that you laid out earlier, plus another reason. The Lions have suffered for so long. I think they owe it to the fans to go out and get this man, and you put yourself in a position for years to come. Canty, it would be better than the greatest show on turf. If you if you ended up sending him to Detroit, that would be an electrifying offense that they yeah. would have. Electrifying. I mean, I, I just I'm thinking about how fast that offense would be, right? 
Yeah. Lamar Jackson. You've got DeAndre Swift there. Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams. You've got a really good offensive line. Amon Ross St. Brown is a heck of a wide receiver. I mean, that'd be a really fast offense, be an exciting offense. And, and Carlin, that, that team would win that division going away. It, it would be their division. Like, it's, 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 it, they would own the division. And if you look at the landscape of the NFC, who, who's the best? I mean, you're talking about Jalen Hurts being the best quarterback. Lamar Jackson is right there. I mean, literally right there looking eye to eye to Jalen Hurts. It would be those two guys and then a fall off to whoever is the third best quarterback in the conference. So if you're going into a season as the prohibitive favorite to win your division and having one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the entire conference, not to mention the betting favorite right now for the coach to win coach of the year, you feel pretty damn good if you're the Detroit Lions. You would. So to me, that's a move that they absolutely should make. But, Carlin, we could say that about 19 other teams in the National Football League. Mark, New Jersey, next, ESPN Radio. Mark, what do you think? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. You guys are a staple on my afternoon commute from work. And That's usually good to hear. I turn you off a little smarter than when I turned you on. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, but today you both disappointed me, and uh, the steady hand on the wheel, Mr. Canty, went right off the cliff with you. Um I'm going to tell you why I think the Jets are better off with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to do it in under 45 seconds. Uh, if you look at him last year, he had an off year. He threw for 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions with a thumb. The two years prior to that, 37 TDs, four picks, 48 TDs, five picks. That's what you're getting. I believe he's going to have a bounce-back year. Now, you bring in Lamar Jackson, he's solid. I respect his game, but with him – at best, we're good for a long time. We're not winning the chip, and that's what we need. We're in win-now mode because pretty soon you're going to have to pay Sauce Gardner. You're going to have to pay the big dogs on the defensive line, and you're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson. You won't have enough money to spread around. So I believe Rodgers' win-now is the better option. Right, well, here, here's where you're wrong. You'll have plenty of money to spread around because the salary cap is exploding. It already went up $16 million this year. It's expected to go up even more in 2024 thanks to the influx of tech cash, that being the Amazon deal and the YouTube deal that the NFL has struck. So I, I, I'm not worried about salary cap space to fit in all of the core players that you would have. What I'm worried about is being able to have a, a competent quarterback under center for longer than a year so you can have sustained success. If you're a Jets fan – Shouldn't you be tired of the yo-yo that is trying to find a franchise quarterback? I mean, stop, stop putting Band-Aids on the problem and actually fix the problem. Lamar Jackson offers you that opportunity. Now, we know that Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson aren't going to go down that road. But it doesn't stop us from saying that they should at least entertain the idea. Well, I'm not going to try to stop the yo-yo by bringing in a yo-yo, and that's in essence what the Jets are doing. And when I say that, <laughs> I, I, I mean yo-yo in terms of he's going to have you in drama and then pull you out. He's going to have you in drama and then pull you out. Do I know, do I know for certain that he's showing up in the offseason or that he's inviting receivers to his house to go work in the offseason? Do I even know he's taking him to Peru to go on an ayahuasca trip? I mean, honestly, can we just figure out some way to understand that building a bond with his teammates is actually important to Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career? Chris, you know what I think is important to Aaron Rodgers? Somebody's going to pay him that $60 million. $60 million. That's and it's not going to be in Green Bay. 
Yeah. And it's not going to be in Green Bay because he got into hissy fit about what's been going on in Green Bay. And he's had enough of them. And now the Packers have had enough. Chris, Arizona, next. ESPN Radio. Chris, what's going on? Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, so I'm a 49ers fan, and I'm tired of them not, you know, separating themselves from the rest of the NFC. I think it's time they make the move for Lamar. Give him Trey Lance. Brandon Ayuk, Dre Greenlaw, two first-round picks. 49ers win two of the next five Super Bowls if they do it. What do you? I don't know about Dre Greenlaw, that part of it. Mm. Canty, Trey Lance, and two first-round picks should be enough to get that done. It should be. It should be. I, I mean, here's the thing. It, it, you're giving Baltimore a quarterback that they could at least – use as a bridge in order to figure out what they're doing next. Uh, and then the draft capital allows you to reset. Now, I do think the team takes a step back. You're not going to be in contention for the playoffs for the next year or two. But if you're Baltimore, are you content with that? Are you okay with that? I think under the circumstances, you could do far worse than that proposition, which is why I don't think it should be off the table. And I just get excited just trying to imagine what a Kyle Shanahan offense would look like with a quarterback as dynamic as Lamar Jackson. We had a chance to see him in week three in Foxborough uh, this past season, and the guy accounted for five touchdowns to one turnover. Carlin, he is unbelievable. However good you think Lamar Jackson is, seeing him in, in person, he's even better. And so I just <laughs> – I get goosebumps imagining what that could look like with a top three offensive mind in all of football in Kyle Shanahan. Now, if that were to work, the one thing you have to keep in mind is those would be draft picks from next year. Because Correct. the 49ers don't have anything this year to give you. They've Correct. got virtually nothing because they don't have their own one, two, or three. They've got late threes that were given to them as compensatory picks. That's the best they've got in 2023. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. These past few years have been desolate now. The New England Patriots right now, under Bill Belichick, who is the general manager, are not doing enough to win games. Now, I understand what Belichick has accomplished. Two things can be true. You can have accomplished incredible things, and right now, you can be not doing a good job, and I feel like that's exactly what we're seeing. I get it. Your success gives you a little bit of time to do things right and get things fixed. But that time's running out, and it's not to say that Belichick is in big trouble of getting fired, but it feels like Belichick needs to do something to change what's been going on with the Patriots. Because, Chris, over the last three years, without Tom Brady, they are 500 team. They are 25 and 25, and if you want to include the playoff game, they're one game under. So that is not what the Patriots are used to in their career, uh, in, in their history, I should say, over the last... 25 years and so as a result you would think that Bill Belichick as somebody that has always looked forward in terms of players and what they can do for me next would be doing the same thing but listen to this earlier today from when he met the media out in Arizona when he was asked why fans should have hope for this team next year what would you say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead for the Patriots? 
last 25 years? Yeah, that's not a good enough answer. No, and, and I get it. I, I, he certainly has done enough over the last 25 years, but it hasn't happened here in the last three years. And, Canty, it is always a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. There's no doubt about it. And, Carlin, to me, a little bit of the shine is starting to come off, especially when Belichick was the one that decided the organization would turn the page on Tom Brady. And the guy goes down in year one and wins a championship with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what that told me? Maybe Tom Brady wasn't past it. Maybe the head coach, in terms of his talent evaluation, was a little bit past it and didn't surround his championship-winning quarterback with the requisite pieces that it took for him to win a title in the twilight of his career. And for that reason, I think it's fair to question just how good of a coach Bill Belichick is or has been because of what we've seen, the greatness that is Tom Brady. Now, I'm not saying that Belichick isn't one of the finest coaches. You could certainly make an argument that he's the greatest coach in NFL history. But what I'm saying is prior to the last three years, we gave Belichick more credit for the Patriots dynasty than we do now. And I think that's because if he is so great, we want to see him be able to I guess, retool the team or reinvent the team on the fly in to date that just has not happened. Canty, is he lurking right now? Is he lurking on Lamar Jackson? He should be. He should be. Yeah. I mean, he should, are you, have you seen anything from Mac Jones in his first two years that would tell you, no, you know what? We, we think that he has more upside than what Lamar Jackson is bringing to the table. Absolutely not. And that's my point. So, I mean, if, if I... I mean, they, they seemed like there was a little bit of friction. There were players in the locker room, according to Devin McCourty, that, that were split between Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. And I'm sorry, if it's that close with a guy that was the 15th overall pick a couple of years ago, then you probably need to think about an alternative if you have any, any fancies of competing at a championship level, especially in the AFC East, given what's happening with Rodgers, Tua, and Josh Allen. So if you want to keep pace in this arms race – Lamar Jackson would be the way to go. I, I don't know that Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator is enough of an upgrade in order to get you to finish any better than fourth place in that division. What has worked against him here with these two draft picks, he has tried to find the next Brady. That, that's really what's happened. And is there an arrogance there of who turned Brady into Brady? You know, is, is it that feel of I can turn a guy into a great, great quarterback? all of a sudden, because Bill has had a lot of success over the years with taking players that he focused on what they could do exceptionally well versus what they didn't do well and didn't worry about that as much, and as a result, put them in positions to succeed. The problem is Bill needs a player like Lamar Jackson who he has incredible difficulty defending against and somebody that is an electrifying guy who will make everybody else around him better. That's exactly what Lamar Jackson will do. Belichick on offense does not have a force multiplier, and it's needed in the absolute worst way. Otherwise, if we're going to talk about the last 25 years, then you're just going to end up fading into oblivion. That's, yeah. that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, they're going to be irrelevant, and that's the problem right now with the Patriots. From a talent standpoint, they're not on par with the other teams in their division. And Mac Jones isn't a force multiplier at the quarterback spot, so he's not going to elevate the guys around him. So what are you? You're a team that doesn't matter when it comes to 
competing for championships in the National Football League right now. And I don't think that I would have ever thought that that could be the case with Bill Belichick, even without Tom Brady. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Oh, oh, you know what's coming. A little get up, get down. A little get up, get down. Mr. Canty appeared this morning on Get Up, and we will get down with that. And it's in reference to two all-time greats still going at it and not necessarily on the court. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Well, no Embiid tonight against Jokic. I won't lie, that sucks. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, I would prefer to not, you know, see him Wednesday night against Dallas if that's the case, Canty. I would have rather have seen him tonight if it's just a rest thing, but they're talking about the calf injury and we'll see, you know, exactly how much this is going to sideline him at this point. But he had the calf injury last week. He played through the weekend for the most yeah, part. Yeah, that's the part I don't understand. Like, he played against the Golden State Warriors, dropped 46 against them. Had it not been for the big three, that being Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Jordan Poole combining for 83, you would have you would have talked about the Sixers being able to win that game. But then you play him the second night of a back-to-back on the road against the Phoenix Suns, and then you you expect that he's going to be healthy and well, knowing that he was dealing with the calf injury all along. That's the part I didn't understand. I would have much rather allowed them to watch, allowed him to play on Friday night, rest him after a 46-point game, and then let's see the matchup on Monday night against the other guy that's you know in the conversation for MVP this year. I just. I wish it would have played out that way. That's that's clearly not what Doc decided to do, but 
it just robs the, the fans of basketball because that's the matchup that we really wanted to see. Yeah, that. I mean, listen, if it's if it's purely a rest thing with the calf, he screwed that up for the betterment of the game. Yeah, he screwed that up. He should be playing tonight. Now that's a big if. Maybe he aggravated it over the weekend. Who knows? But well, yeah, I would think. So. Well, think about it, Carlin. You're on a road trip. The second night of a back to back after you drop 46. Yeah, I can understand how you could aggravate a calf injury. Yeah, he's a big man. Which, which is even more egregious when you think about it because in the interest of preserving this guy and making sure he's the best version of himself once you get to the postseason and knowing that you're down James Harden, who's dealing with an Achilles, it might have been better off if you did rest him on Saturday night. Just saying. It's fair. It's more than fair. Canty, you know what I like to do? Get up, get down. Let's do it. Hit it. It's get up in the morning. Good morning. It's time to get up. But in the afternoon, we get down. Get down on it. It's time for Get Up, Get Down. Get down on it. Kitty on television this morning on Get Up, looking as good as ever as you would expect. And one of the topics today, Charles Barkley, who appeared on 60 Minutes. Here's a clip from that interview with John Wertheim on his thoughts on today's college basketball. It's a travesty and a disgrace. I'm so mad now how we can mess up something that's so beautiful. How do we mess it up? We can't pay all these players. In the next three to five years, we're going to have 25 schools that's going to dominate the sports because they can afford players. And these schools who can't afford or won't pay players are going to be irrelevant. I actually disagree with a lot of that uh, based we on the We just talked to Jordan Cornette, who covers college basketball, yeah. specifically with the ACC Network, and he said NIL changes it in terms of leveling the playing field for all of these other schools. Can't you? There's, there's, only 12 basketball. Pe- there's only 12 people on the basketball roster, you know, at least, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the scholarship variety. So, yeah, you're, it's not like that's going to be the case, but he can't help having an interview without getting into Kevin Durant. John Wertheim asked him his thoughts on Durant. He's very sensitive. Great player. He's very sensitive. Great player. He's part of that generation who think he can't be criticized. He's never looked in the mirror and says, man, was that a fair criticism? We're in agreement. Today's players are a little more sensitive to criticism than your That would be an understatement. See, to me, I, I don't necessarily buy it, but I'm curious as to what your reaction on the show was this morning. My reaction was that athletes have always been sensitive. It hadn't changed. The only thing that's changed is that the coverage of the sport is more intense because the interest of the sport is more intense. And athletes now have a forum, a platform, where they can voice their opinions um, and, and go direct to the fan base as opposed to having to use the media as a conduit. So... I, I disagree with what Charles Barkley is saying. And furthermore, in that very same interview, Carlin, he was talking about how he criticized Michael Jordan, one of his contemporaries, and how him and Jordan ain't on the same page. They're not even cool anymore because of that criticism. And when they asked, hey, do you ever think that you and Mike are going to be okay? What did Charles Barkley says? Mike's got my phone number. He can call me. As if that's not sensitive. It's absolutely ridiculous. And here's the thing. As a former athlete, I get it. Because we are prideful about our work. So much of our value as people is wrapped into what we do in playing this game. 
and in Kevin Durant's case and Barkley's case, playing basketball. So I understand that. Sometimes guys can get a little you know, prickly when it comes to people criticizing them, especially people that they don't believe know the game. Um, and, and so I, I, I just – Charles Barkley showed a lack of awareness with his commentary because, to me, you know, Kevin Durant is, is as sensitive as athletes were 20, 30 years ago. It's just that Kevin Durant now has Twitter – or more specifically, several accounts on Twitter where he can get at fans and people that are chirping about, you know, whatever they want to talk about with him or scrutinizing him in his professional life or his personal life. So I, I completely disagree with where Charles is coming from. Well, the problem with Durant and Barkley is that Durant comes back at Barkley with the, I, I respect everything about him as a player. I just don't respect his opinion. Well, hang on. The guy, if you want to get annoyed at someone, you know, who, didn't play in the league like me, I get that. You want to get annoyed at Barkley? That's up to you. Durant is exceptionally sensitive, exceptionally so. But having said all that, you can't tell me that at one point or another, Barkley back in the day didn't like something that was written about him. I mean, at some point, he absolutely had that happen to him. So the idea of I have to do my job and be objective, that's fine. He doesn't care what anybody says, that's fine. But don't be surprised when they're going to come back at you. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're you know, overly sensitive. It just means that something you said caught their attention. Well, listen, if you don't take your work personal, then you're probably not that good at what you do. So there's that part of it, too. If somebody came on and was constantly scrutinizing us or constantly talking about us, posting about us, it, 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 at some point, the human element kicks in. You get tired of it. You get fed up. You're going to use whatever means you can to push back. And to me, that's what Kevin Durant is doing. So I don't think Durant is overly sensitive. And here's the other oh, part I about do. this. Charles Barkley didn't get the same type of media coverage or scrutiny that Kevin Durant had. Even Charles Barkley was known for the famous quote. He said, I'm not a role model when asked whether or not, you know, his behavior was becoming of somebody that had his stature in the game. And he says, I'm not a role model. The hell, you're not a role model. Kids look up to you whether you like it or not. So don't be sensitive about it. Just embrace the fact. I mean, based on what Charles Barkley is saying about Kevin Durant, Charles Barkley shouldn't have been sensitive about that comment. Uh, let's not sit here and pretend that Charles Barkley didn't bark at media members when he was playing for the Sixers or the Suns. I hate that type of revisionist history, and that's exactly what Barkley is doing with those comments on 60 Minutes. Well, I, listen, I agree, but I don't necessarily agree that the notion is there that they – had less criticism back then. No, they had less. The criticism wasn't as intense as well, it no, was no, no. because the it's coverage wasn't. But it, it's intense now because of social media and because people criticize them and they see it. Before, they just didn't see it or hear it as much as they do now. And that's from the general public. But whenever they saw something from something somebody wrote or something somebody said on TV, I mean, that was still there. That's where I think the intensity is different. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, teams, they might have their concerns about Lamar Jackson taking big hits, but one team has the same concern with their quarterback, and it's going to surprise you to hear who that team is. They made it pretty clear today. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Quick question, Canty. Mm. Uh, who among all ESPN on-air personalities would you guess uh, through the first two weeks uh, has scored the most points in the men's fantasy and the men's uh, tournament challenge? Uh, on ESPN.com. No, there's there's no chance. There's no way. Well, uh, there, what? There's no, you, there's no, you don't have a guess? The, the, I mean, I, I'm assuming the fact that you're bringing it up is you. We know you're the Aaron Rodgers of sports radio, so. Why would you call me that? Well, I mean, because you are. It's about Carlin. It's, it's all about your world. Listen, when we did our first NFL game together, you told me the Friday before, you said, hey, just so you know, on Sunday, I'm going to get mine. So get in where you fit it. You told me that before we did the damn game. You know what that is? Being courteous, giving you a heads up what's coming. I give you your room on this show, but sometimes it's my time. And right now, who's on top of that leaderboard? The big fella. That's right. (laughs) That's right. You're in the rearview mirror, uh, Seth Greenberg. Guess again, Hannah Storm. You're looking up at the big guy. Stop it. Lafonso Ellis. <laughs> of course, I can't wow. win the whole thing because I don't have any of these teams winning the national championship. But I did have FAU and UConn in the final four. Impressive. So bring me my glory. Impressive. It's and Carlin in for, uh, in for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is great. Are we that always going to put him back in his place. Always got to put him back in his place. We got to bring you back down to earth and and used the needle to pop that hot air balloon. It was perfect for that. Perfect. Well, Joe, Joe, Joe Fortenbaugh's got UConn winning the whole thing. Molly's in there as well, so they could pass well, that me. that makes sense. Molly went to UConn, yes. so I wouldn't expect that she would have anybody else winning it. I- exactly. But I just want to let you know who cleaned up the first couple of weeks. <laughs> what has a couple of thumbs and... Knows this college basketball. You know, you know, big fella, I did not know you were that flexible to be able to hold the microphone while simultaneously patting yourself on the back. Damn impressive. You know what? In lieu of doing that, I usually just pat myself on the tummy. It's the same thing. Canty <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. How about this quote today from Sean McDermott when he was asked about Josh Allen's playing style? Quote, I don't think that that's a healthy way to play quarterback in this league, and it's undefeated that things are going to happen when you play that style. We have to get that adjusted, and it's never going to completely go away, but it has to get to where it's workable. End quote. So in other words, he he doesn't want him taking as many hits, can't he? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the captain obvious statement of the century, right? We, we all know what happens with quarterbacks that get hit as much as Josh Allen. I mean, this is one of the things we talked about this morning on Get Up, Big Fella, so of course I got some research for you. But over the last three years, Josh Allen hasn't missed a game due to injury. Now, for context, the three most contacted quarterbacks after Josh Allen, who was the most contacted quarterback over the last three years, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson. They've all missed a combined 25 games during that same span. Think about that. 25 games. So quarterbacks that get hit around the same amount as Josh Allen, they've missed a combined 25 games over the last three years. That ain't great. Over that same span, the Buffalo Bills are 31st in rushing yards from their running backs. So all that tells you is they don't have a run game outside of their quarterback. The thing that they rely on for physicality on offense is Josh Allen running the football. That ain't a way to make a living if you're an NFL team. The only team that's worse than that is the Houston Texans, and they have the second overall pick. So if you're Sean McDermott, you're reading the tea leaves and you're saying, if we keep doing this, we're not going to win when it matters most because look at what the Houston Texans are. And secondly, we're probably going to get our quarterback hurt. So they've got to find a way to be physical and control the line of scrimmage without having to use Josh Allen in the run game. I don't know how they do that because they haven't shown the ability to over the last few years, but they better find a way, especially with a more competitive AFC. I I know the way that they can do it. They can draft B. John Robinson in the first round. And I know it's crazy the way that people are viewing running backs these days, but Canty, I went through it. Like over the last five years, more than 75% of the guys that have rushed for 1,000 yards have been first or second round picks. Mm. So, yes, you can find guys later, but if there's a premier guy who is available, why not pursue him? Lamar Jackson, where is he headed? Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.